Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S. From KQED. I think it's important to remember, as more businesses reopen, that in parts of the Bay Area, like Solano County where I live, the unemployment rate is still really, really high, higher than the national average. And what makes this worse is that so many people, both here in the Bay and all over the state, are still not getting the unemployment benefits they've been owed for months. It's not like a lack of funds thing. It's like an inefficiency in a government system thing. Like their money is being held hostage by this agency, money that they are entitled to. Right now, the agency that handles the unemployment checks is supposed to be making improvements so that people can get their money sooner. But the fact is, a lot of damage has been done, and more than a million people have already had to wait too long to count on the state for help. I'm Devin Kadayama. Welcome to The Bay. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get The Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. The Employment Development Department, or EDD, is the state agency that's responsible for handling unemployment claims for Californians, and it's been around for more than 70 years. Mary Franklin Harvin is a reporter and producer for KQED's The California Report. Since the beginning of the pandemic, all of these flaws at EDD have been uncovered. And all of these things have resulted in huge backlogs, now a backlog of over 1.6 million people um, who either have gotten staggered payments or haven't gotten paid at all. I'm spending every waking hour trying to get through to EDD. 
Antonio Real is a contract film worker. He's done all kinds of stuff like stand and work on the Emmys. He even escorted Beyonce at the Oscars one year oh, wow. in, <laughs> in West Hollywood. That's awesome. Um, and so he was already in a disadvantageous position with, with his work when the pandemic started. It was, it was already spotty. He had also recently recovered from cancer. I was try trying to get on top of my bills because the cancer had bankrupt me pretty much. I did receive a disability check last February, but then I started working as an independent contractor in July of 2019. Um, and then I was even doing part-time lift driving just to get myself off my feet. And so he had been in and out of the job market because of his illness, but he's basically been unemployed since the beginning of the pandemic. And he has called the California EDD now over 6,000 times. I have it on speed dial. Let me tell you, I have it on speed dial. I've called. I know the re recording say I know. I even know like the codes. You press one seven. One six seven three to get through. You put in your social security number, press one, and then and now they have it where it just hangs up on you. Why has he called the Employment Development Department so many times? Basically because the current state of EDD is such that it cannot meet the record demand that has come as a result of the pandemic. EDD's resources are based on unemployment rates. So when unemployment rates are low, they have fewer resources. So in the lead up to the pandemic, the unemployment rates were actually relatively low. So EDD was going into this already shorter staffed, already less resourced. And then they started to get calls that were higher than I think any in their history. I've spent 400 hours calling EDD. EDD had kind of been on notice since the Great Recession for having lacking technological resources and had a big plan to update its systems, but they hadn't been able to update um, their technological plan and they were running on these slim resources. So they were set up to fail, but they also they haven't done a good job of taking responsibility throughout the course of the pandemic for things that they are doing that are creating huge bottlenecks in their system and, and trying to fix them. Can we step back and talk about how many people have filed for unemployment in California through the Employment Development Department since the pandemic began? So just for context, the Bureau of Labor Statistics numbers for August put the national unemployment rate at 8.4 percent. Um, according to EDD's August data, five out of the nine Bay Area counties have unemployment rates higher than the national average. It's millions upon millions of people. And even now, there are 1.6 million people waiting for their payments in the EDD backlog. And EDD has said that the end of January will be the earliest that that entire backlog would be cleared. The unemployment numbers in the Bay Area are pretty unequal depending on where you look. Counties like San Francisco and Marin have had lower numbers. 
while it's still been higher in Solano, Sonoma, and Napa counties. But overall, it's just been hard for people to navigate the unemployment system, whether you actually got money or if you're still waiting. So pretty early on, we knew that the unemployment office wasn't set up for the for the number of people who needed help. When did we actually learn how bad it was? From as early on as I can remember in the pandemic when businesses started shutting down. People were talking about how they were calling from hours on end and couldn't get through, how they weren't getting their payments, how they didn't think that they were approved for the right amount of payments. There was government pressure um, from really early on. There were multiple hearings. It's difficult to say this as someone who generally believes in government's ability to help, but EDD has been failing California. Many of the people in my district have had no income, no income since March. This is heart-wrenching. It is maddening, and it is totally unacceptable. And people have started putting pressure on Governor Newsom. And finally, you know, he initiated this strike team to basically go in and assess their business model. The governor's strike team report came out about a week ago. And one of the biggest issues that the report touched on was the identity verification issue. And basically the crux of that is that EDD has been prioritizing combating fraud almost more than it's been prioritizing getting people their payments. And as part of that, they will flag applications that have anything that they deem to be suspicious. Even if it's like someone put a middle name on their application and the ID materials that EDD has on record for that person don't have a middle initial or something like that. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Even though fraud is an issue, there's not been proof to show that they should be warranting this level of review of applications. Yeah. Yeah, obviously fraud isn't a good thing, but it just sounds like it's making it so hard right now for people who just want to apply for unemployment benefits and who need it really desperately right now. Yeah, like there's literally a quote from the report that actually says, there has developed at EDD a culture of allowing fear of fraud to trump all other considerations. I mean, I can't think of a single issue where I blatantly disagreed with the strike team's recommendations. So I talked to Daniela Urban. She founded the Center for Workers' Rights in Sacramento that helps advocate for unemployed Californians. And she's also an attorney with Legal Aid at Work. We have been dealing with this issue with EDD since I began meeting with uh, the head of EDD in 2014 when it came to allegations of false statements. So we have seen fraud be of utmost priority to EDD when payment of benefits that they're due is a lesser priority. I mean, in terms of the identity verification issues, this is also very true. So what happens now? What's being done about all these issues, the tech problems and the overemphasis on fraud and everything else? So all these problems have been building. And one of the biggest potential fixes to them is EDD implementing a new system that will allow people to upload their identification materials digitally 
So hopefully their applications that are flagged for fraud won't be snagged in the system for as long. So to do that, EDD is going to be pausing accepting new claims. They actually have already paused. Um, they'll be accepting new applications again on October 5th. And during this time, they're going to be implementing this new system, which hopefully um, they will be able to facilitate more effectively than they've used their current technology over the last forever. <laughs> yeah. So what are you supposed to do if you have a claim that you need to file before then? Can you just not file claims right now? You just can't file a claim right now. I mean, if you have a pre-existing claim, which is probably in its own confusing state, um, I would guess. But if you have a pre-existing claim, you are supposed to continue to be paid. But you will not be able to file a new claim until October 5th. What's that meant for people like Antonio in the meantime? He's four months behind on rent. His credit score has dropped over 100 points. He was relying on a rent moratorium. He's just trying to keep himself busy. I'm doing my bit. I distract myself. I'm still helping the elderly couple go to their house, bring them groceries every Friday. They can't get to the store, so I'm doing my bit. You know, and trying to keep my, trying to take in every opportunity that, that I have. I'm also, you know, applying for these other uh, Kickstarter programs and trying to get, uh, sustain myself because we have to be home. I can't work. And I texted him yesterday, and he said he's only gotten $352 from EDD since July. My other friend, I talked to her this morning, and similar thing happened to her, but she, her response was, well, I'm just grateful they're giving me something. And I'm thinking, but you should be getting what you deserve to be getting. It's been more than six months since the first shelter-in-place orders in the Bay Area. And since then, obviously, there's been so much economic pain. For you, what are the big takeaways with this story? It's just been very discouraging to see how helpless people feel and how unsupported by their government. The fact of the matter is there's still over a million and a half backlogged applications. Some of those people may have gotten paid some money, but some of them probably haven't gotten any. And, you know, I've talked to lawmakers who have said they've seen people spend their life savings. They're broke. They, they're they on the verge of homelessness, if not homeless, because there was not a proper safety net for them. And until there are the resources that we need, people are going to be struggling more and more. Like their back rent is going to be getting bigger and bigger and, you know, their credit card debt and people are not less in need. And what I worry about is that as we get farther and farther from the start of the pandemic, I'm just I'm concerned that those people's problems won't have the same spotlight on them as they did when the sense of urgency around COVID-19 was felt fresher. The Employment Development Department has promised to deal with its 1.6 million claim backlog by January. And starting Monday, October 5th, the state will have its new online system in place to speed up the application process. If you have a new unemployment claim, you can apply beginning October 5th. Mary Franklin wrote about how to file for unemployment. We'll leave you a link to her article and those resources in our episode notes.
Mary Franklin Harvin is a reporter and producer for KQED's The California Report. The Bay is produced by Erica Cruz Guevara and our editor, Alan Montecilio. We're crafted and created by your local public media station, KQED. I'm Devin Kadiyama. That's it from us. Talk to you on Wednesday. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Randa Abdel-Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.